hello. Yeah. What's up? Cracking. We're here. It's uh let's just be let's just be fully transparent. It is Saturday at 11 a.m. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're we're we probably shouldn't even be here, but we're here and it's off and it's weird and traffic doesn't make any sense because I drive down here on Thursdays or Fridays and now I'm Saturday Weekends driving. Insane. You know, I wish this show was bigger or I wish, hey, Joe Rogan, instead of bitching about fucking your rights or whatever, you pussy, you're probably going to delete this, but why don't you tell everybody if you're in the fast lane on the freeway? <laughs> yes. And you're not, go- like he would be, because he can do a lot. Like Joe's got a lot of power and you're Is using that- it in shitty ways. In my- <laughs> That's what we need. A force he needs for to good be like, like do a big video, like and have a big collage of it and like, show syringes and <laughs> shit, whatever help. you want to do. It's hey, not help. everybody, did you know that if you're doing under 65, get the fuck out of the other fucking, it's a fast lane. If you're going in the carpool and you're doing under 65, you don't need to be in the carpool. Go over to that other fucking lane. What the fuck is with all of you? It's it's uh it's funny with the carpool lane because I, I drive pretty fast and every once in a while I'm in there doing, you know, 80, maybe close to 90, and people Allegedly. just come up on me and and tailgate, and I'm like, dude, no, that's no, then- I am doing my best here, like without without completely being arrested every time. I'm glad you brought that up, Tony Hawk, because yes. There is a rule. This is the rule of fast people, if you don't know. Because apparently, because I drive a lot, you none of you fucking know this rule. If you're doing 80 and someone comes up your ass and you're in the fast lane in 80, that's his fucking problem and he needs to go around you. Uh, I disagree. That's the law of eight. If you're if I I'm tailgating you and you're I'm doing talking it, about I'm talking about the carpool lane because you're kind of locked in. Right. But, but if, if you're doing 80 and someone's behind you going, dude. And you're doing 80, you can tell them to fuck off. Cause it's like, do you want me to go 90, 100 and get a, uh, a, a really serious ticket? You're asking too much. Yeah, but I, I think that it's you on think it should it, move. I think it's on you to move. Yeah. Because wow. I, I, okay. I'm more in the mindset of, yes, I understand that's all speed limits and, and everyone's going over anyway, but yeah. I'm more in the mindset of like Autobahn. If someone is coming up on you, get over. Wow. And, okay. And if you look at how people drive, especially in Europe, that, is without question their their rule. It's a good rule. It's a free rule. Is it, you know, so you see someone come up on you, you're like, okay, I'm gonna get over because they're hauling ass. I mean, mm. generally the the especially like Autobahn, the left lane is only for passing. That's yeah. how they run it. Yeah. So, but I, but I just feel like it, here where we live in Southern California, and now we sound like the Californians on SNL. But um, here in Southern I'm a California. Smoker. Um, <laughs> midnight talker. <laughs> what are you doing in Marina Del Rey? Uh, Changing lanes in the sun. <laughs> but, but the traffic here on weekends is absurd. Yeah, no, it comes to, to a stop. To a on, stop, absolutely. And and so people think like, oh man, five o'clock shopping. No, Saturday and Sunday traffic. Yeah, in this area mm. is outlandish. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, good like, word for it. I'm yes. taking my I'm taking my daughter to Knotts tomorrow. And I know that it should take an hour to get there. It's going to take us two hours, like for sure. Because oh, you're going back up there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it, come, it was smooth sailing until we got to, uh, from Camp Pendleton into back into, hey, everybody, welcome to San Diego. And it's like, no, no, no. I know we're almost in San Diego, but let's all just stop. Yeah, and Oceanside, prepare ourselves. Oceanside is rough. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. I don't get it. And also, if you're on a motorcycle, and you're in the carpool and you do the, you go, wow, wow. Is, I, am I supposed to get out of the, like, you're- They, a, they just want you to, to shift over a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but is it legal for you to be splitting lanes in the carpool on a motorcycle? I think it is, yeah. Oh. Because sometimes as a motorcyclist, I will, because um, I understand what it's like when somebody cuts you off on a motorcycle, instead of you worrying about a fender bender, you thought you almost died. So when bike guys react like, what the fuck? I get it. Cause you're like, yep. you almost killed me. And I'm like, it's different than like, you almost scratched my car. Yep. So I get that. But I also feel like sometimes those guys are like, wow, 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 wow. And I'm like, I don't answer to you. All <laughs> yeah. of it's like, it's a little entitled, but I guess if that's the law, uh, then um, my bad. Yeah, but it, it's not the law that you have to scoot over. It's respect. But, but here's the thing about, and, and now, now, now this is like, we're talking about super privileged here and, and wham, you know, but when you have a Tesla and you're on autopilot, 
it stays in the center of the lane. Oh, it won't move. No, not not unless you unless you, you forcibly right? move yeah. it and pull it out of autopilot. Yeah. And so sometimes when I'm just I'm in stop and go traffic, right? Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm in autopilot, it's fine, you know. Da, da, da. And then motorcycles come up, just like bomb, bomb, you know. And and then I have to like yank it out. Of- you will do it, okay? Oh yeah, I always do it, but but it's just a whatever. It's like- sometimes I don't lately. So I'm just like, shut up. Go ram me. But absolutely, rich people problems. Like, wham, I got to pull it out of autopilot so the motorcycle can go around. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't, man, I've, autopilot sounds kind of cool, though. I might, mm, I just feel they like just I'm so released, bad at all. So this is pretty funny. Uh, they just released a new, wait, what was it? They're, they're going to release full autopilot functionality, right? Which means, like, you hit the button and it drives you to the destination. Takes off and everything. Yeah. And so, parks. Mm-hmm. I don't know about parks. I, don't, I mean, I just know right, right now you only can be mostly on the freeway. It stays in a lane and keeps a distance to the car in front of you. That's, okay. that's what it does now. Okay. That, that's the autopilot. But, but there's going to be full self-driving feature coming out. <clears throat> so when you, get, when you got the last uh, software update in the car, you can opt in to be monitored for your driving to see if you'll qualify to get to the autopilot. So basically like... Big Brother's watching you and how you drive. And I didn't really, I just did. I was like, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm you know, I, w- I want to check it out. Yeah. I'm, like, I, I still have a lot of hesitation about the whole autopilot thing. Yeah. Right? Because I have seen how cars react to certain situations where you know what's happening because you have this, you have this human instinct. Yeah. And there's things that are happening where I'm like, the car should not be doing that. That's right. not, that's not safe. Right. And I've had those experiences. So, but I do, I am curious of what, what will be the upgrade? What will it look like? So I opted in. And then my friend, Greg, who also has a Tesla, he's like, he's like, hey, man, have you checked your score? I'm like, my score? He's like, yeah, if you look on the app, it shows you your driving score and how they're rating it. What? <laughs> and, and I'm like- Was it bad? Oh, no. Like, <laughs> you, <wasn't> you, <laughs> you spit on Because <laughs> he's been showing get- everybody- Look at this crazy stuff. <laughs> Look at this thing. It's got like rocket stuff. I've seen I get video. marked down. I get marked down for uh, sudden breaking and <laughs> hard turning. You're getting, fu- <laughs> you're getting fucked up. It's so hard. They're like, wait, there's a 12 year old behind the wheel of this car. Because every time I've been with you, you're like, hey, check it out. It's got this. <laughs> wait, no, no, wait. It's got this. And I'm like, if I'm watching, if I'm a robot watching how you drive, I'd be like, I'm about to call 911. <laughs> He will so, not yeah. stop doing the so, what's it called rocket launch or some shit. Oh yeah, dragster mode. Oh no, I'm dragster mode is off the table right See now. See what I mean? Wait. Someone's watching. I'm not doing that. Oh, you st- wait. You will not do dragster mode no, anymore. It's only been a week. So can you turn that robot off? Like stop watching me while I do rocket. Yeah, mode? if I choose not to be eligible for the the upgrade oh. feature. Oh okay. But well, I'm still so- in. I'm still I'm still going. But but here's the thing. He showed me that. I was actually, I, I went to New York. I went to New York for a meeting of all things, which seems crazy in this day and age, right? It doesn't for you. And you're back, whatever. No, but we, we, we're, you just went. Everything's virtual. You went, oh, oh shit. I didn't even realize that. Everything's you virtual. You went there and they face if they face had to, to see face, face to face. Yeah, like I went there for 24 hours and had a meeting. Did, was this I one mean, of those ones where they were like, we just want to get photos with Tony Hawk or was no, this a no, real, no. they really no, did it stuff? Was, yeah, Good. these guys are serious. Good. And it's exciting. It's like, a, it has a lot of potential. It's something I'm excited about. I can't talk about it, but cool. I'm, I'm stoked. You know, I'm, it was worth it. Yeah. But as I'm flying home, I'm getting texts from my friend Greg and, and he's telling me about that. And then, and then I was like, what? And then I looked on my score and I was like, oh man, I got to step it up. And so on the drive home from the airport, it was full, like 10 and two. <laughs> you fucking just, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I finally got my score back up. How long did it take to get your score back? A up? couple of days, because I had two days of my average driving, yeah. and then I have these three days of like perfect driving. Yeah, and so now my my score is much better. Oh, you can bounce back quick. I mean, the it's, it's it, my average is like eighty five right now out of hundred. Okay, and Greg's at like ninety eight. Wow. And and I was like, how are you doing that? He goes, the way I'm driving is not sustainable, but I really want it. What? Ah. <sighs> I'm happy for Greg, but man, I'm not getting that. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I can't do it. There was some guy pulled in front of me yesterday, <laughs> and then it gave me the collision warning. And I was like, damn it. Now I'm going to get marked down. 
<laughs> oh wait, you get a mock for them cutting you off? Yeah, because because the the, the car just knows that someone's in front of you too close, Stupid. and it gives you a warning. And if if I get a warning on the app, then that points deducted. What about if you're on the roof, ghost riding the whip? Does it know you're doing that? Uh, well, if you let go of the steering wheel when it's an autopilot, it knows. Oh. And it gives you a warning. It gives you three warnings, and then it shuts off autopilot for okay. the drive. You just made me realize, I if I ghost, had the money, riding the whip. Oh, fuck yeah, dude! It drives itself. The video, <laughs> I'm doing music videos. You're gonna go Teen Wolf all the way home. All the way home. <laughs> I'm gonna put a jacket on and fucking um, and conquer the world. Someone else I know, who shall remain nameless. <laughs> He's a photographer. Um, <laughs> I love. He has to be nameless because we're talking about ghost riding the whip. Like no, because he he bought he bought weights for his steering wheel so that he doesn't have to because it, it knows if you're letting go of the steering wheel, and so he bought weights for his so that it it's always has, wait. You can buy steering wheel weights. Yeah, like full to mods. rig it. Yeah. These aren't for lifting weights. These are purely to protect, make your car think <laughs> yes. you're hold. Wow. Yes. Okay. So he did that, and that, that worked out. Yeah, I mean, he goes to and from LA and never steers. But I don't, I don't trust that either. So I know I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not that dude that puts an autopilot and then starts reading a book or something. That's right? not, yeah, that's not me. So do you? What's the cra- what's the craziest of uh, what's the least amount of attention that you pay? When it's driving, like how crazy do you go? You're on your phone, yeah. Um, only if it's like an urgent text. Oh, okay. So you're still like watching the road. You don't. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I I don't. I, I'm much more skeptical of the whole thing because I've seen things that it does, and it's just like, "Mm, yeah. Robots aren't. You know, they just they're not there yet. I think once they're there, then they'll take us out. But they're just nowhere near. Out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why well, need? Uh, well, when somebody, they become self-aware. Yeah. Skynet. Yeah, are, are we talking about Terminator now? Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're just not there yet. It's just like you <laughs> catch it. You know, you guys don't even know how to drive yet. You fucking <laughs> morons. Yes. Smash it into shit every wow. time someone gives you a like. I'm gonna drive in a state. How do we get on into that? Stuff. What were we just talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Someone told me about that. With the the there might be a, you know I might. The vaccine that I got that I might eventually be taken over by some sh- stuff that's in the in the vaccine. And you'll have some you'll have some um, subconscious urge to buy cryptocurrency. Oh, that's what's gonna do. Because I was thinking, I was hoping it was because I was like, if I just turn into like a robot and then I just go to work every day and do whatever I need to do to make the robots happy. Do they program me to worry about tomorrow? Because if they don't, get. <laughs> It might, might be, be okay. Right. It yeah, might be it okay. Might. I'm just saying, like, this is, you, you're Tony Hawk. This podcast, if it's good or it's bad, you're okay. I am like, oh, God, how many followers do we have? And then Jason L's show, I'm like, oh, it's doing okay. But so I, they, every day they, I wake up going, man. De- I, they deprogram anxiety. Yeah. Like, what if I just yeah, went to work every day and did whatever it is that they want me to lift shit, dig holes? And then just. You mean I'm a lumberjack? Yeah, I did it. Yeah, and I get me, you know, I mean, robot sandwiches. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, if I got a robot sandwich and I'm not worried about tomorrow because tomorrow I'm just That's digging holes again. Pretty good life, right? And then you got all pretty these good, other freedom yeah. fighters that are like, you know, do, 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 like, oh, look out, like, because they're fighting the robots. I'm assuming, like, trying to kill us. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, well, I don't care. I don't care. Like, bah, 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 bah. I'm like, versus what I do right now. <laughs> I don't know if I'm really winning or losing. I like that the, the silver lining of everything is that there's no more anxiety. Yeah. Like, what if it's just me? You just be like, right. I like robot sandwiches and work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go to work. Wait, is it time for a robot sandwich? Fuck yeah. Love those. Tomorrow, more work and sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there time for a relationship in there? I hope not. Like, that seems pretty stressful. <laughs> I'm just, if I'm trying to be completely honest and I've got absolutely nothing to worry about, then I'm not fucking anybody. <laughs> oh That's got to be just straight up sandwiches and work. Just shovel. Yum, 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 yum. A water. There's yeah, got to yeah, be yeah. a pleasure principle, though. It's got to be like. If it programs it in there, great. Okay. But don't make it too interesting. Maybe you have to earn it. You can unlock it. Hmm. If you dig enough holes or you eat enough <laughs> yeah, robot yeah, sandwiches, you, 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 get the, you get the bone a robot. 
everything's a robot. It is. I'm not. I'm not getting a fucking freedom fighter. <laughs> they they know better. Uh, wow. We just delved into sci-fi. Sorry. Yeah. I just like. Where are we going? What's the end? Of, what's the end of this? I know everyone's pretty worried about it. I'm like, what is the end? You know. I talked about if Crew Town. I've always talk, talked about it on the Jason Ellis show. When it all ends and we all fight and there's no laws, then it would just be Crew Town, which is be like you know fire and you know, crazy people on the streets and shit, like just like uh, Mad Max. Right. And my crew town, I, I feel like I do go- I do good in crew town. Like I, Telly always says to me, it's like, you seem like the kind of person that wants it to happen. That's the difference between everybody else. I'm like, self-sufficient. I don't want it to happen. I just know that if all hell popped off and it was just like each for their own, like nobody cares anymore. Probably start drinking again. Like, well, let's go. You know what I mean? like, let's go. All right. I'll I'll get I'll probably kill some people and get their water and then make some sandwiches because I like those, not robot ones. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'll be infected, you know? Wow. And then I'll be and then I was thinking about I'll get uh Hold I'm, on, let me I'm gonna get start getting script ideas. Right. So I'm gonna start writing all this I'm stuff gonna down. kill people and I'm gonna use their rib cage as shoulder pads. So it's like super, my suit is, <laughs> oh my God. is intimidating. That That's starting to sound like the movie you actually made. Oh, The Woodsman? <laughs> yes. I'm not going to talk about The Woodsman on this show. Okay. Yeah, but sure. We just did. Why didn't talk about what The Woodsman <laughs> was wearing? Right. Shoulder pads. That's Shoulder it. pads, yes. Very intimidating. <laughs> oh my God. You need that dude. in Crew Town. You don't want to come wow. in with a suit. You got to come in looking crazy. You right. Know? Yes. Like monkeys, they're trying to take over the world. Did you know that monkeys, when they fight, they eat your genitals and your hands? No. Well, you don't want to fuck with that guy. <laughs> okay. So that's how I roll. If I'm in crew town, I'm going to eat your feet. <laughs> no so one you can't fucks get around. With... Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yes. People, yeah, would, people would be like, wow, did you bump into Jason? <laughs> you picked the wrong guy. Hey, fuck with the wrong guy. You tried to get Jason's water? Yeah. Man, you lose your feet for that. <laughs> He takes his time too. Wow. And then spread the word. You know what I mean? We're devolving. Don't go over there. That's because you're hanging out with me. Sorry. <laughs> you're devolving. It's because you're sitting right next to me. I do that. Actually, I had dinner with Mark Mothersbaugh last night. And so frontman of Devo, and, I, and he, it's all real. We you are devolving. Him. Yeah, we're working together. So um, Wait, you're in a band or something? <laughs> no, we're, uh, we're working on a theater production, like a Broadway thing. Are you acting in it? No, no, no. It, I'm, I'm bringing skating to it. Skating's in the play? It, yeah. Yes. Actual skateboarding? Yes, actual skateboarding. Are you actually skateboarding in it? Uh, no. I don't think I want to restart a career as a, <laughs> as a Broadway actor. Yeah. But so wait, you're getting other <sighs> skateboarders? To be- uh, well, okay. Here, <laughs> the, the, the concept is that we are doing a, a Broadway production with live skating and his music and a storyline about uh, the ethos of, of like early days of punk and skating and how they've intertwined yeah. and, and you know, how you can find your own path. And, and there's a lot of, lot of messages in it, yeah. but, but the, the, the hook, as far as I'm concerned, is that we have Mark's music and we have live skating yeah. to tell the story. So we've been working on it a couple of years, but we're getting closer to finalizing a script and he's already done a bunch of songs and it's awesome. Art. It's You're art, a fucking yeah. artist. I don't know if I'm an artist, but. You are a fucking artist. It would be, I mean. It, That's a full, what do you mean? I don't know if you're, you made a play where you've got skateboarding, explaining the arts of punk and skate. You're a full on artist. <laughs> and, and you told me that you went to some vegan restaurant in New York the other day. You're a fucking douche, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me a douche. <laughs> This guy over here. I was is like, just trying to make you yeah, jealous. We're gonna play and, I was and, just trying uh, to make you. Squee- ex- ex- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I will roast you. Fuck you! I'm doing some art with the guy from David. We're doing a play defense. on Broadway, you know, and then we're having some intricate fucking vegan meals in New York City. Wow, wow. you create! Well, could you paint me? Like, what should I do? <laughs> Can I paint you? Guys? <laughs> I'll paint you eating at Crossroads. I want to, yes. Let's go to Crossroads and you stand like, on the I, other you, side. You're giving me shit about, about eating, but you're all plant-based now. Yeah. And I just was trying to, I was trying to enlighten you that there is this amazing restaurant in New York. I appreciate it. Called ABCV. And I went there and it was very good. And that was it. 
most people that go to a plant-based restaurant don't have a play with the singer of Devo coming out. So you put them together and you're a douche. <laughs> oh my God. And also, okay. look, I'm- I embrace it. I, you sh- I'm saying you're a douche. Old school me is like, yeah, but I sincerely would not like you. But me now is like, you're getting older, dude. Like you get like, let's do fucking 900. Like really for the rest of your life, you're going to do 900s. You're creating, you're a big fucking artist. Doing crazy <laughs> art, dude. Broadway show, are you serious? That is mega. You know, it's, I talked uh, about that one. We, I almost we got, did we that. got um, I mean, we were down the line. We actually had some workshops going and, and doing people running lines and singing songs and stuff. And then- What do you do when you're watching this? I, I uh, choreograph the skating. Okay. So I got a crew of skaters. I built a bunch of ramps that fit on a really small stage that when we were doing this workshop. Yeah. And we created routines to music, like time to music. Oh, shit. It was pretty sick. And you've already done that. Well, we did a test run. You know, we had two mini ramp quarter pipes facing each other. We had a little pyramid and a little rail. And it was just more like, can we do this? In a in a specific space yeah. that would work on a stage, and we could. Um, and then COVID hit, and everything was, right. you know, the, like all plans were off. Broadway was just like yeah, they a, shut it down completely. Yeah, right? I mean, Broadway was like a so far gone. So that. we put everything on hold, and now we're kind of getting back to what are we going to do? I can't believe we're talking about Broadway. <laughs> I took my when uh when I took my daughter to New York a few weeks ago, um, she loves theater. She does theater, like she does it in school. Awesome. So we w- I was trying to find what what Broadway was back at the time. Like I think I think as of now, most of the major productions are back are you know back to their usual schedule. But I was looking at what is available and um the only one of the only things I could find was that they did an office parody play. Uh, and she and I watched all of the office series through COVID. Uh, okay. Yeah. And we had just finished it. And so I surprised her with it. And I was like, I was like, we're going to go see a play. She's like, what is it? And I go, we're going to see a play. And then we walked in and she's like, this is Dunder Mifflin. Oh, cause she knows all about it. Yeah. 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 How long does that play go? And does it do, how does that, how do you do the office in a play? Is it just like a part of a? Um, they kind of they they run with some of the the storylines that you know, and luckily, luckily we we had just watched it, so I knew all the references because mm. it's you got to be kind of a hardcore fan or or be fresh in it to understand yeah. all of the things they're talking about. But um, it was fun. Is that and, packed? Uh, no, it was uh about half full, but we went to a matinee because we had to fly out that night. Okay. Um, I think that the probably the night ones are, I don't whatever. Hey, it's weird. Plays are, I never liked them, never watched them. But we're going back and I'm trying to see Neil Brennan's play. Who's Neil Brennan? Neil Bre- Brennan is a comedian and a comedy writer. He wrote with Chappelle. Um, and he's doing a play. He's doing a, yeah, his own. Like a By one himself? man show. I mean, it's a, it's a performance. Okay. But it's so a Broadway it's stand thing. up, but it's on Broadway? Yeah, yeah. They do that. It, what's the difference between stand-up and stand-up on Broadway? I think it's more like that that you're telling stories. Maybe there's visual. I don't really know. Yeah, there's like, could be a screen behind you. Probably. I was going to do that. I had a manager, the last time I had a manager, they said that I should do, you know I mean, my, my book and tell the story like Mike Tyson kind of thing. Like Mike Tyson did a. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So I was, I had like a, I don't know what you would call it, but like a, somebody from the theater who was helping me tell my story and practice how I'm going to tell my story and the visuals that would be playing behind me. And we were doing it for like, like uh, once a week for about a year. Like it was kind of serious. And then- Do you mean that was going to be the schedule or you did that? We were like, we were, I, I was being trained to oh, perform okay. right. in the theater and do this, this thing. And they were like, what, uh, what other things we were going to do? Cause you know, the, the, the rougher stuff, they were like, some of that might be better if it's like puppets. Cause it's, <coughs> To soften puppets, yeah, because of the the molestation thing, they wanted to like right. cover oh, I understand. stuff yeah. like that. So, but I was, you know, and, and I, my argument all the time was, I get it, and yeah, I do believe I have a crazy story, but I'm not the heavyweight champion of the world. That's a big help, you know. Like I was never the heavyweight champion of the world, so it's like, come see my play. Who yeah, the but fuck it would be more. I think, I think in in your case, 
it, they're just relying on word of mouth and you gaining right. traction. And right. of course, yeah, Mike Tyson has a built-in audience. Yeah. And but but also when I heard he was doing that, I wasn't that interested in it. I was like, what you know, what is he gonna? It, that that doesn't sound that I don't know engaging. Did you change your mind when you saw video clips of it? No, I got heard all the word of mouth and I heard people that went to it. They were like, it was awesome. Right. Cause it looked, I didn't see it, but yeah. I, from the videos that I watched, it did look really awesome. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like my, my attitude was more like, yeah, I don't know. And all then, right. and then people said it was amazing. And so I feel like with yours, maybe there's no, there, there's no stigma attached to it because you're not as well known. And then you could just come out with like, wow, you got to go see this guy. You won't believe his story. Right. And the way he tells it and the way, you know. Right. Well, it's not too late because I've been doing stand-up and then I actually went to like a stand-up kind of school thing on Thursday where they got video cameras and a proper set and it's only like five or six comedians and you do your set and they film it all and then after you do it, these other comedians tell you what you could do to make it better or things like I got- Every time. Yeah, and I, I got broken down like, hey, all comedians like have jokes and they write them like stories. Like you, for you, you have stories. You really lived those stories. They're not made up. Yeah. Because and I was like, you don't think it's a little like name droppy? Because I talk about China and Shane Carwin, mm. and they're like, it'd be different if you made it up and you were just pulling famous people out of your ass. But it happened. You yeah. really did it. So you should definitely use that because everyone, I guess it's everyone kind of has their jokes. But if you have an original person that comes up and tells a, a different side of stuff, yep. you really stand out because everyone's kind of doing the same thing. So I got a lot of encouragement and a lot of like uh, the process on how you break down how you would do comedy. How would you get better? How do you know? Because it's like you got to repeat your story. And I'm like, I fucking hate repeating myself. I remember seeing a comedian once where he's like, he's like, so I was uh, out to dinner um, in uh, – I don't, I don't know what city. It doesn't matter because I'm lying. <laughs> it's like he's just a setup for a joke. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but see, I feel like it, I, I, at first I just told stories and then every time I'd go back up there, I'd tell another story. And then I started to notice. I'm like, these guys are doing the same thing. And then someone pointed out to me like, yeah, dude, you, it's not comedy unless you work on your routine. Right. And I was like, okay. So it took me like a couple of years to even, I stopped doing it. Cause I was like, what? I'm not telling the same story again. It's stupid. Yeah. I, and- I learned, the, uh, I learned that they had a taste of that doing speaking gigs. I was oh, doing wow. a lot of speaking gigs over the last five years. Yeah. And I try not to make it rehearsed. I try not to right. make it scripted. And I, and I mean, I tell my story and, and sometimes if there's a theme to whatever I'm like, there's a conference and there's a theme that's, you know, we, we think outside the box or whatever it is, something yeah. like that. They're like, can you kind of hone in on that side of your story? Yeah. And so I'll focus on some aspect of that more, but um, it's weird because I, I am telling a lot of the same anecdotes. I'm trying to make it sound off the cuff, make it more fresh. And the audiences are way different every time. Right. And some things that I that I tell or a story or or my joke about it kill, and the next day it's like, and that and and of course that is the plight of all comedians where it's some yeah. you know some audiences are awesome and some some aren't and it's not necessarily because of their performance yeah. it's just because of the vibe. It's funny because they told me they said your stuff is really good because um, I was like should I even have any of this stuff they're like no it's all really good. But you might want to uh, explain who you are and what you are uh, before you go telling those stories because the way you look and you know, if you start talking about trans people or something and you're not explaining that you're bi and that oh, you're right. people could- They immediately think you're just, you're, you're yes. Like I if I'm making that. a joke about China and I'm like, she was kind of a bit like a dude. And, you know what I mean? And I'm like, well, she, you know, she almost beat me or whatever. And people are like, oh, so you're just some dude who like yeah. makes fun of women for right. being jacked. Right. Yeah. So I have to like, but I, I can't just go, hey, everyone. So I'm a pansexual. I don't know if you guys know what a pansexual is, but <laughs> I understand like them, the, they, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with everybody. Anyway, like I gotta make- <laughs> Here's my story. Right. I got to make yeah. it funny. So now yeah. I'm like, okay, how do I make a story about explaining my tweaked uh, sexual preferences without like, but it really told. It really told me. It made me realize how hard it is for 
what I would call real comedians because I've got this angle. I mean, it's like half the people that are going to come and see me know yeah, me. Yeah, and, and well, I, the, I'm sure the big challenge for, with comedians is that they're some of the funniest stuff is the most offensive. Right, and you got to read the room. And, and the room yeah, might and not it's be, just like, right. Right, the room might not be into that and you have to have a plan B where you go, oh, here's my incredibly hilarious G, G-rated story. Like if they go, hey, soften the soften your copy, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, man, but I am running first, low right the, now. The first um, stand up for skate parks that we did yeah. was at a bowling alley. Did yeah, you know was that it. one? Yeah, so Blake one eighty two. What's that, David Spade? Right, yeah. but we didn't. We were throwing everything against the wall, right? So we said that what happened was David Spade agreed to to do it. Yeah. So it was our very first charity event fundraiser. Yeah, I remember. And the first first talent that we got booked was David Spade. Yeah, I remember thinking, holy shit. So we're like, okay, it's stand-up for skate parks. That's what we're calling it. Because we have a stand-up comedian. Wait, that's where the name came from? Yeah. Holy shit. And then then, uh, Blink agreed to do it. Yeah. But the only venue that would allow us or that we even could secure at the time was this bowling alley in LA. Yeah. And so was that the bowling alley where um the dude actually bowled? No. Oh. Different okay. one. Um Lucky Strike. My bad. Lucky Strike. Okay. We did go there on the skate park tour. That's why it's confusing me. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, but this one's called Lucky Strike, and it was it was it was the first kind of 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 that vibe where it's it's like bowling and it's partying and it's lights and it's more like a club vibe. Okay. Bowling. But anyway, they don't have a stage. No. So they didn't. Literally, David Spade is performing on the bowling alley. Yep. And everyone's <laughs> like where you would sit to bowl and wait for someone to, to do it. And he's doing his routine. And we didn't think about it at the time, but it's mostly kids and families. Yes. Oh, and yeah. he's trying to he's trying to tone it down, but he just has to go. Yeah. And so it was not his best received audience. <laughs> right? And then Blank plays on the bowling alley and the sound is terrible. Oh, it's just wow. echoing over yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. And so we learned a lot that day. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's funny when you're just a uh, a person there. Like I, I was like, whoa, David Spade, this guy, we're fucking big time. Yeah. Holy shit, Blink-182. Yeah. I didn't listen Pamela to one Anderson thing he said. I didn't listen to the band. I was just like, Tony Hawk got Blink-182 and David Spade. Yeah. This thing is huge. It's funny how like you're running and you're like, oh man, it's like it's tough for him um, to do it. Or the audio I think it was is bad. more that I watched, I watched the I watched him and his friend perform too. And I watched them struggling. And yeah. it just I, I felt bad. Like I felt bad that I put them in that position. I think I recall hearing him make jokes about how it was going. Yeah. Yes, but, for sure. Yeah. In the middle of it, like, okay, maybe. So, yeah, this yeah, is- or, or he would start in on a joke, like, yeah, maybe we're not going to tell that one today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to um, be a weird thing to. So uh, so after that, um, no more we Santa. got invited by Ron Burkle to, to do it at his home in Beverly Hills because his son was a skater and a fan. And he's, he said, hey, dad, could these guys do this at our house? Because they did do charity events and fundraisers at their house. Okay. And so we were there for the next 12 years. Yeah. Um, and that, and and stopped having stand-up comedians. Yeah, straight but away. kept the name, stand-up for skate parks. Yeah. It's a weird thing how stand-up doesn't go with bands. Like every time that seems to be an argument for, like uh, I know every now and then, like obviously- Or they have a comedian try to introduce a band, like Jack, Jack was Black, talking about. I was yeah. going to say. And then uh, what's his name that would always do, um, the, who's the guy that does Jim the Brewer. goat? Yeah, Jim, Jim Brewer, Brewer yeah. does Metallica stuff because he right. does a crazy James impression yeah, and a yeah, Lars yeah. impression. But if he didn't do a crazy James and Lars impression if, and he just did the- ah, right. yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I yeah. don't think the Metallica crowd would be- happy right. about it so it seems like because i do alice mania at one point i was like why don't we have a comedian do stand up as well as our bands our bands are mainly comedy bands like yes it's music but the lyrics are funny yeah and it really people were like oh don't do that jason i'm like why not oh that's a kill that kills it you can't have a comedian and a band like the only way we could do it is if i came out and told jokes about people in the crowd which I wouldn't call stand-up. <laughs> right. They'd be like, yeah, Tully's a fucking pussy. You know what I mean? And, and, and they'd be like, and then the band's going to play. But if I had a real comedian who's actually proper funny, I had Dustin Ibarra play. And it was, 
I had Dustin Ibarra and then I had Be Real come out. And it was, I could tell people were like, when's Be Real coming? Wait, like, Be Real was was performing music? He, yeah. Okay. He, he can, you can hire him to be, he comes out with his boy with the turntables. Yeah. And then he gives you greatest hits next to the oh, turntables. that's amazing. It's fucking sick. I actually. So Cypress Hill. Yeah, all, like all he'll do all the hits. Yeah, and then he does like a because he can fucking turntable. Oh wow! So him and the boy and his homie, I, lo- I love be real. Switch turntable like and then the other dude does it, and then it's back in the fucking right. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, he is. <laughs> yeah. He had everybody raging. So that Skankfest that I'm I'm doing Alice Mania at the guy that owns Skankfest apparently he was gonna have Lincoln Park. No, sorry, worse, Limp Biscuit play, mm. and they pulled out for some weird reason. And he's like, do you know anybody? And I was like, to rival that, I'm like, what about Be Real? And he's like, do you know Be Real? I'm like, of course I fucking know Be Real. It's my friend. I'm like, I can ask him. He's like, dude, that'd be awesome. So I hit him up. So there's a huge chance that they're going to have that thing that I hired for Alice Mania. And I'm going to wow. be so happy about it because he really is. There's no one that can hate him. Like, you he's don't even so, have okay, to. Okay, so my Be Real story, how, how I met him was uh, they were doing, when we were doing Thrasher, King of the Road. And, and, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, King of the Road, yeah. you know, it's like a big scavenger hunt, right? Or trick challenges. That's how, okay. you, that's how you get points. Okay. You get, you get this manual for the first day and it's like, here's all the things that you could do to get points. That's how the, that's how the whole thing works. I did not know that. And so we have this, this team, obviously that we knew had, had different, uh, skill sets. Yeah. And there's a lot of skate challenges, but some are just dumb. Like, you know, who's the... <laughs> make out with someone over 40 or something like that. Like it's just- Wow. Oh, you need whatever. me for that. I'd be on your team. <laughs> One of the teams actually called me for that because they had a girl on the team. I was like, you guys Wait, stop. You to- <laughs> Dude, let's get Tony to make out yeah. with this old lady. It's gonna be awesome. Or like one one was get a Bones Brigade member in your van. Nice. You know, and sometimes they're starting in- That's They're not, starting in Arizona. They're that's starting not easy. In Vegas. So yeah, so there's all these challenges. And um, one of them was get- uh, Get a um, rap art, a hip hop artist or rap. No, get a rapper to skate with you. And the more album sales, the more points you get. Oh, shit. And so I had just done uh, this trip that Exhibit was on. And so I hit up Exhibit and I was like, hey, man, could you go meet these guys like for a skate session in LA somewhere? And he's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm recording. He's doing something. He's like, he's like uh, what about Be Real? And I was like, yeah. He goes, he sold a lot more albums than I did. <laughs> <laughs> he has sold a lot of albums. And, uh, and I was like, you think he'd do it? He's, he's like, I, I bet he would be down. And I, I texted him and he's like, yeah, man, just tell me where and when. Yeah. I he mean, skated. it was like, what's that? He skated. He went and met them in a parking lot. Okay. Like stood on a skateboard. Right. They had a skate session. Right. And then, and then off he went. And I was always like, that was the coolest thing to do. I, I mean, I'm talking about like within a span of 24 hours. Yeah, I mean that guy. I, I can't get to the the things that he does. Where you go, what? Like how, what, he like he's come to my house before to drop things. He said, off. I, and and so I got to thank him. I did I did his podcast uh, like a year ago. Yeah, and yeah, um, I came on right after you. Okay, and then I just said, hey, man, I never really got to thank you in person, but he's just like, yeah, man, I show up. Does. That was it? Like I sh- I show up, and and I was like, that is the best attitude and response. He's the most no bullshit celebrity friend that I have. Like, I love Kerry Hart, but I can't get Kerry Hart to respond to me for <laughs> shit. Yeah. And then, like, every now and then, Kerry's like, oh, uh, uh, feel free. I'm now a part owner, so I'm going to come on your show. And I'm like, yeah, right you are. And then, sure enough, he disappears for fucking three months. <laughs> I text Be Real. Be Real goes, yep, uh, let me get those. Let me check with my manager and try to get those dates. Yeah. I was like, you should come on the show, too. He's like, yeah, which day do you want me? I'm like, when's Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah, I'll get back to you. Sure. Like we got we to get him on here. Instantaneously. We got to get him on here. He would fucking love to come yep. down here and do it. But yep. if he comes down here and he lights one, you got to let him do it. Oh, of course. Right. Okay, I went, when I did that show, I got such a contact high. That room, it is, was there's no gnarly. escape. Yeah. I, I, like I, as I was, as we were doing it, I could feel my throat burning. <laughs> you know, somewhere <laughs> in like 20 to half hour, 20 minutes, half hour in. And then- it got to the point where I was like, I need water. I need something because this is painful. And then when I left, I went to drive home and I was like, nope. 
not driving anywhere. No, I was going to go meet. I was, that's right. I was going to meet um, my family because we, we set up this crazy uh, sushi dinner uh, in, in Manhattan beach and um, shout out to Yasu uh, sushi Inaba. Anyone? They just got a They just got a, um, a Michelin star. Okay. There you go. I just heard Tangent. what that was the other day. Okay. So sushi Inaba. So we set up a dinner there. Yeah. And so I was driving there and I just pulled over and I was just like, I'm not, Got it. I gotta wait, dude. I smoke weed all day, and those dudes, whatever they, the weed they've got is the strongest weed you can get. Homie, right next to me, had a dab bong, and he was doing the he had his oh, own joint not, they, they and a dab did ring. Not stop. Yeah. They did not stop. No. Yeah. No. And I there was, was a dude. Uh, oh man, I forgot his name. There was a dude that was also on the show from Detroit, and he had some strain that everyone like all of Bobo. them. What's that? Bobo probably. The older yeah, guy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, 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 Did no. He sunglasses no. on? No, Bobo, Bobo's in the band, right? Yeah, but he's on the- No, no, no. This guy This guy is like, he was a guest. Oh, And guest. he's a rapper from Detroit. Oh, okay. All right. I forgot his name. Um, yeah. But he had some, it was like the uh, uh, Sasquatch strain or something, something nice. crazy. And, yeah. and they were all just like, oh, and he brought one for each one. Dude, each if one. they're going on- going oh yeah and i was just like i'm so done here yeah that was uh wow there was a there was a time where i mean it still happens but but whenever i get photos if i'm smiling in photos so many people are just like oh my god look how stoned he is and and for a while it really bothered me because i was just like no i'm i'm not i don't like wait because if you're smiling people think you're high yeah, but and I'm just like I'm just old, and so I used to I used to reply back like No, I'm just old. Like that's what it is. You, you know, I, I my face looks like squinty. I don't know what it is, and for a while, and now I'm just like whatever, fine, whatever. You yes, find. I am. What, I'm yeah, super sure. high. You want to buy some weed you. of me? I got yeah. it right now. Tony Hawk weed. <laughs> sure thing. Yeah, I don't even skate anymore. I sell <laughs> weed. That's my new job. Yeah, I remember when we did the cover for this show. There were the the cast people were like, "Do you have one with Tony's eyes open?" Yeah. Well, that's because we were looking at the sun, too. Well, I thought we were laughing. Yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, do you look yeah, like when you're yeah, laughing? Yeah, like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. a fake laugh. I wasn't like, eh. <laughs> I was like, fucking laugh. Yeah. We were laughing at each other for being models. It's stupid. <laughs> Anybody takes photos of both of us just standing there, you better fucking get it quick, because after about 10 photos- That was photos, so funny, taking that photo. I feel stupid. We're going to Ativa's house, like, all rushed. Yeah. Your like- kids are waiting in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I was like- I'm just going to do a photo shoot with <laughs> Tony to, Yeah, so we needed to get photos for this show. And I was in LA doing something. And uh, I hit up Atiba and Tiba said, yeah, if you guys can come to my house today or tomorrow, we we can do it. And I told Jason, he's like, well, I'm taking my kids to a game, but okay. And so we we all converged at Atiba's house for a half an hour. I love how lame we are that I tell my kids that I'm doing a photo shoot with Tony Hawk and Atiba. And they're like, yeah, we'll wait in the car. <laughs> like they had no interest in seeing any of it at all. All kids. I don't know. I would have thought a team is pretty cool. You know, I'm fucking Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk. I get video games. Like, man, I wait in the car and watch my phone, watch TikTok videos. TikTok <laughs> destroys you guys. <laughs> TikTok it destroys. Does. It annihilates us. It can't, does. Can't compare to them. <laughs> I got, I did a, a TikTok video I posted the other day of us doing this show and tagged the people that were on it. So it was Jack Black, Tony Hawk, James Hetfield, and Metallica. So I hashtagged it. That was a good idea. Man, I guess that's how you play the game, huh? Because it got a lot of traction. Yeah, like uh, half a million or something. And usually sometimes I I get like 2,000 likes for stuff. I'm like, what the hell? I don't understand TikTok. I usually don't like posting because I don't get it feel like I'm lame. Um, I just like watching stuff on there. Yeah, I don't have a good gauge about what will go off on TikTok, but every once in a while I, I have something and I go, this is short enough and interesting enough that it it, yeah. it could probably be interesting. Right. That's- so I'm, I'm way more picky about what I put out on TikTok. Are you, is that you all the way or is that the team? Everything is me. Oh. All my social media is me. Right. I just, I, it, and it's funny because I had this conversation with Mark last night. Um, Someone was running his for Mark. a little bit, uh, Mother's oh, Ball. Right, we're back. Um, yep. Because he didn't, <clears throat> he didn't really have time to do it. Yeah. But but he would read stuff that was supposed to be in his voice or like a caption. He's just like, that's just not me. Right. And people and, know that too. 
Yeah, I think it was. It's a little different with him because I, I was, I was watching his, and and I didn't think it was outlandish. It, yeah. You know, it seemed like it was definitely, um, it, it was curated in some way. But, uh, but when I've seen, I just know how some people they have a whole team of people doing it and whatever, and and the, a lot of people think that's what I do, but yeah. I don't. Um, and sometimes I'm not posting because I'm just busy. Yeah, I'm doing other stuff. Like I'm living life, doing yeah. this. Uh, but. But it's, uh, it, I can't, I just don't trust anyone to do it in my voice. Like, I just know, I know what I want to say or what I want to convey. And I know if someone else writes it, even if they're a super good writer, it's just not going to be of the same ilk. Do you think your wife could do it? Um, She'd be the closest, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I think my wife, because my wife sometimes texts people back on my behalf or if I'm driving or something. And she does like the, uh, you know, what I mean, f- for sure, mate, or something like she'll do. Yeah, mates. but my wife was she's, but she is not play in that realm. Like right. when we're doing, when we did the thing with Lil Nas X, or we did, we did some collab things. She's just like, no. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> Wait, just, you're like, could you come and hang out? And she's like, no. Nah. Rolls her eyes. You like, and Lil Nas yeah, X. No, which, I'm not inviting not. her. I, I know not to invite her. It's more, it's more that I'm even considering doing something. You and I have the same. <laughs> wives like when it comes to that stuff like come join me and she's like come join you no 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 i'm not at the <laughs> ramp with your friends <laughs> i'll be okay no in no way was i was i encouraging to join me it's just more that her gauge of of what's worth the time and what's cool is very it's very um what's the word cut i'm looking throat. for cutthroat yeah. yes where it, nothing is going to play it's a weird thing to be in a in a spot where you're like, because you and I, I think, think the same thing. Like, if it's little Nas X, we're going to the ramp, you're going to dress something. I'm like, something's happening here. And I think it's funny. And, yeah. yeah, and I want to be a part of it. Who right. knows where this goes from here? Right. But Kathy's like, no. I have no interest in where this would go. In, if it, in its wildest dreams, wherever it could go, <laughs> I'm not interested in it. No, no, no nor, nor am, I, am I endorsing it. Right. It's like, are we, like, is there going to be a nice restaurant? I'll go to that. But if Little Nas X is there and you're dressing like Little Nas no, X. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's not, it's not, there's no, there's no discussion of her joining in or being there. It's more that are, you're going to go do that. That's what it is. Like you're it's crazy more, for going. It's not that you're crazy. It's just like, what, what do you do? You know, is this, is this a priority? Is this, and, and a lot of times that we will disagree yeah, because yeah. I, I go. I think it is. I think it's. I think it's funny. I'm entertained by it, and he's cool. And we have this weird thing that that happened that transpired that people think is beef, and and I think this will be a really funny way to bring it together. Yeah. Um. Same with Avril Lavigne. Like to, going to skate her mini ramp Malibu. Like that is not driving from here to Malibu to go shoot a little TikTok video. Is is a? It's an ordeal. Yeah. Right. And so that's it. You know. You're like you're gonna spend your Saturday just on the freeway to go do this thing. And I was like, I think it's funny. Like I, I don't, I've never had any uh, interaction with Avril Lavigne. And I think this would be a really funny thing that her very first TikTok is skater boy. And I'm going to be the skater boy. That's hilarious to me. Yeah, what would have been even more hilarious is she, when she slammed, that was so close to breaking her leg. Like she oh. has no idea yeah, yeah, to know. fall like that on yeah. the back of your I ankle know, like know, that. Know, I'm like, I've seen so many people snap their shit doing that. Yep. And you just got them went, Hey, and I was like, a couple more pounds of pressure. And <laughs> yeah. that would have been the most horrific shit of her you, life. Of course, you know, that, that slam I saw was, it. Yeah, because you were standing there. Yeah, but filming I mean, you it. know, you know that I watched it unfold. Like, oh no, she's okay. Okay, she's okay. Right, you would have thought, like, oh my god. Full yeah, on I watched her, I watched her step back, and and it was like as and soon as she stepped back, I was like, no, 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 no. She was as dangerous as they come on that mini ramp. I was like, get your tricks and yeah. get them quick, and then get her off that right. ramp because. But she that is wasn't gonna- that wasn't the thing we came to shoot. That was just like after the fact. I right. showed her how to drop in, and that was like the little thing that a I little did. bonus to send her to the emergency yeah. room. But but also, you know, for me, um, I brought I brought Lizzie. Lizzie wanted to meet her. Uh-huh. I brought um my goddaughter Olivia Underhill, and and she was excited to meet her. So it's, for me, it's just like this this cool thing that sort of falls in my lap and it's like, yeah, let's go do that. That sounds, and, and it went, of course, went crazy viral. Cause it was, 
her very first TikTok. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was all over the place. And I'm, I mean, I'm stoked. I did it. Whatever. It's fine. All those things that you do. I know your wife might think that they're a waste of time and that you're a bit of an airhead for going there, <laughs> but it's you, not, it's she, like your birthday, dude. You're she 50th. doesn't think it's, she doesn't think I'm know, an airhead. I know because she, so she, respect, that. she respects that. Cause she knows all your skateboard stuff. She know like when you said that I made a kick and your whole family was like, who the fuck is that? And what's a kick <laughs> And Kathy comes flying and goes, hell yeah. That's somebody that really knows. Oh, absolutely. And respects your job. No, no, no. And, and she also, she respects that there are things that I choose to do that, maybe she doesn't really understand the what the benefit is of it yeah. and why I'd want to waste time on it. Yeah. But but she respects that I have some good, um, I, I have, you know, there, there's some intuition there that she's like, all right, go. I think happens. it's one of your best qualities because you're like missing the bit of your daughter. Uh, I forgot her name, Ray's daughter. Olivia. Like these people are... You're making wishes come true. Like your 50th birthday, that's why I know the difference between my 50th and your 50th, besides that many people showing up. But the people that wanted to say something on your behalf, I wanted to say something because I was triggered by Eric Costin saying, this guy did this for me back this. He did this for me. I remember at one point I needed some help with this. And then, every, and then Rodney Mullen comes up. He's done this for me. He's done that for me. I'm like, you've done all you've done. I mean, I've, yeah, you skateboard, you did me, me, me. Sure, you did your thing. But you also gave so much to all of us because I'm like, Tony Hawk made me. Tony Hawk <laughs> saved my life. I, I mean, the radio show, the fucking, the tours, all the things that I can think of. We're doing this. All the things that I can have, that I think of that have made my life so much better from you. Sorry to try to make you uncomfortable right now. I'm kind of looking at you. What? But it's, everybody thinks that. You do that for everybody. Not me. I wasn't, I was like, man, wait till everyone hears my story about how much he helped me. And then there's like 10 dudes that were like, he did this. And I'm like, oh, shit. He fucking helped everybody. You do a lot for everybody. Oh, well, thank you. I and mean, it's, I... It, it's an awesome trait. Yeah. I, well, well, I of course, I found myself in this unreal position to to be able to affect change and, and to help um, people come up in terms but of you bring uh, skateboarding. Us. But I, it's it's just so fun. Like, I, I can't... It brings me so much joy. To, to see everyone thriving. Right, which is a fucking and, amazing trait to get joy out of giving joy to others. It's weird to, to say that you're yeah. you're odd. You all should be doing this, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, you, it, to me, it really stands out. I got a lot of famous friends with a lot of connections. I, I've, you're the one where it's like, you want to do this? And I'm like, do I want to do that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want to do that. Holy shit, are you sure? That, and you do it for, you've done it for all these people that have- <laughs> Oh, thank you. Decades of, of that. Like Rodney Mullen, dude, he, Rodney Mullen was crying when he was talking about you on your 50th because you've done uh, so much. But you know him. what, Rodney, but I, Rodney and I have such a, we've helped each other so, so much through, you know, this right. really strange psychological struggling. It's um, a weird thing to know that both of you were so good yet so uncool and hated by a giant chunk of people for for being like uh, too infatuated with skateboarding and not with drugs and alcohol. Like it was, I, that's as far as I could get it. Like people didn't like you and Rodney because yeah. you were nerds or something. Like I'm like, what? Oh, uh, for sure. We were nerds, but also just, and, and, but, but in terms of our competitive success, he and I only really identify with each other because right. we, we didn't have anyone that was, that was experiencing what we were experiencing and, and the, the loneliness that came with it. And the the isolation and also the idea that there's so much pressure on you to do better now. And you we would come to events and and if we did the same thing they saw at the last event, they're like, nah. That, that doesn't fly. Even even if maybe that was the better run or like the winning thing to do, yeah. they're like, no, you guys gotta step it up. And so we were under this tremendous pressure to just keep out doing ourselves. And then he burned out quicker than I did because it, it, his, his ascent was so fast that he was winning contests immediately, everything. Like I worked my way up to where I was starting to do really well yeah. over the course of a year, year or two. His was like, as soon as Rodney was pro in a pro event, win, 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 Not win. Even close he to only second. got second once. One time. One time. Did he fall off? He stepped off. Like his foot <laughs> hit the ground. Right. So his mistake, otherwise it's done. 
Yeah, Paralander won. But but Greatest that, that he was life. just like he and so he said that it was his dad that forced him out um, because he it, he had issues with his dad already, and so that was just his way of saying like, oh, I can't do it anymore. But in reality, he just couldn't take it anymore. And so when I was, I mean, I told the story in Bones Brigade Doc or whatever, but when I was struggling with that <clears throat> and feeling isolated and, and wanting to quit competing, I called him up. And and I was, cause cause I told Stacy that, and Stacy's like, well, here's the thing. You you can't you can't make a living unless you're competing. Yeah. In the time, at the you time know, in the 80s, if you if you weren't showing up at the contest, you're not gonna get pictures of the magazine. All right. You know, you, there were no, there were no video skaters. Such a different world now. Yeah. So, so you had to be, you, and so he said, you know, how, what do you think you're going to do? And I said, I think I'm going to make videos. Like I'll want to be, and he's like, if you're not in the, if you're not in the top three or whatever in these events, no one's going to care. We're not going to, we're not going to highlight you on video. And, and it was just like, ah, oh. so he goes, but I think you should call Rodney because Rodney went through the same thing. And so Rodney and I talked for a while and Rodney told me how he finally sort of let go of the pressure and let himself be free to fall yeah. or do whatever. And he found a new creative streak and he felt a lot better about his skating. He didn't compete all the time, but sometimes he did. Yeah. And when he did, he took chances. Um, right. And that's what I did. I stopped competing for a little bit and then I came back to it and was like, it's all or nothing. Like okay. I, I'm going to try the hardest stuff. Right. And I, if I don't make it, I don't make it. If right. I make the finals, wham. And right. it was way more fun, and I actually got way better. What year was this where you stopped? Um, it was probably around 89. Like 88, 89. Hey. Yeah. I, just, I, I, I skipped a few events. Fuck. And then when I came back. Is that, cause you didn't go, is that why you didn't go to Monster, the World Cup in 91? <laughs> Most likely. Oh, no, not 91. Was it 90? Probably. Because it was Miller and... Yeah, probably. And not you. Yes. I'm like, where's yeah. you? Yeah. There's a giant piece missing here. Yeah. Like, Miller's winning easily today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but also, like I said, it, it allowed me to really be more creative and have more fun. And it was just, I was just like, it was sucking the fun out of skating. And I was like, the reason I do it is because it's fun. And now I'm not having fun and I'm and, winning all the events. Like something's wrong with this picture. Man, that is crazy. Like I remember not, you know, I mean, like not having that much fun because I just couldn't seem to keep up. And I wasn't like, if I was winning, <laughs> it'd be pretty hard to stop. To, I, can, I can only tell you that I don't understand what it's like. I can never understand what it's like to be in that spot where I'm winning so much and it's killing me. I, I don't like being here. Because if yeah. I the pressure, everyone's the same, expecting me to do more. It's the same thing that bands go through when they have this huge success and then they just despise the thing that's supposed to give them the most joy. Because they're just playing to these crowds and they're just going through the motions and just like that. That's the whole. That's the whole premise of the wall. Pink Floyd is that you just build a wall between you and and the fans because you can't even deal. Wow. I mean, I feel you know what. As close as I've got is Alice Mania. When Alice Mania was really charging at the Hard Rock. We took over that weekend. Like every time I was there, there were people. I remember a girl walking in front of me around the circle bar and she had a red dragon tattoo on her spine. And I was like, whoa, cool tattoo. And she went, holy shit, you're you. And I'm like, yeah, wow. And then holy shit. And I'm trying, someone's trying to text me and I'm like, uh, uh, like 20 people lined up on a car, on a court next to the bathroom to take photos with me. And I'm like, I can't even answer this text message. Okay, yeah, and it's just like fucking go, 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 and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I remember thinking, I don't like this. Like, I don't. If this was my life, like, if I left the hard rock and it was but still, that's it. That, I mean, that's it. Watch what you wish for. Absolutely, that's it. It's, you got there, and then you're like, wait, what? This is not what I imagined. It's scary, and I yeah. and it does make you pull away. Like, it took yeah. me a long time to, because I I did Alice Mania for people to fight and that had never fought before, and I was like, how was that for you? Scary, right? Because right. I just did it and I was scared. But yeah. do you feel good? Yeah. And I was looking for that eye to eye, like, you got to fucking be thrilled. And they're like, I fucking am thrilled, man. I'm like, I got you. That's I, why, yeah. I gave That's you that fucking that, right. thing. Right. And then it turned into this big hype thing where now I've got drunk people. You're like, Alice, fucking, woo, woo, and vomiting. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I didn't 
I wasn't trying to make you be here. I was I was trying to make people like go, man, my life has been changed from you. No, yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta you gotta take it all. I remember doing one out by the pool and a guy had American flag speedos on and he was right up against the counter and I was on the other side like, oh, you're the best. And he's like, dick in his American flag <laughs> thing is hanging on the table. <laughs> and it had been hours. We did a three-hour show, so I'm just not even paying attention to him anymore and he's American dick that's hanging on the table. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I hear, blah, 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 blah. And I look over and he's vomiting. <laughs> He's vomiting down his chest over his American Speedo dick onto the, onto table. the table. And I'm like, ah, you think we could, is, can he, can we get him out of here? Or fucking, <laughs> a man is vomiting on me while I'm doing a broadcast, millions. We moved him out. I remember going, wow. this is not exactly what I was trying to accomplish. Right. That, that dude's still a fan. Every now and then I get a, remember me, I'm the guy that vomited <laughs> on the Speedo dick. And I'm like, yeah, dude. I totally remember you. Never going to forget that's, you. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that was a great show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying but, to but do it But that's the thing. Okay, so we get back to, like, you're doing those events, and then there's, there's the expectation to outdo yourself every time. Yeah. So you're trying to outdo it. And so when we were competing, like, what, what's better come up with a new trick? And same thing happened with that stand-up for skate parks event. We had to keep outdoing ourselves by getting, like, the, the heavier and heavier bands. Yeah. And at some point, I was like, I, I'm not enjoying this. Could this have you just got hard. a band that you enjoyed and wasn't bigger? Like, I but did, you but, but, I felt, but I felt the pressure. I think that's what it is. It's, it's self-imposed. Right. It's and your so trait. That's why had, you're so good at skateboarding. You know, we had Jane's Addiction and we had Black Keys and we had Modest Mouse and X and and it was unreal. Like the, the caliber of bands that yeah. we had playing there. Blink-182 came back and did it again. Yeah. Outside um, sounded way better. Yeah. Pennywise. Um, <laughs> that's right. Ah, who else? It was crazy. A lot of people. A lot of people. And and then every year it was like, who's it gonna be? Like so I don't it's know. It's crazy that you Stones? thought that. Like, what do you, what do you, where do you go from here? I was I like I wasn't like, what's he gonna have this year? I'm like, yeah. it just like uh if you had uh any of those guys come back, awesome. Right. Wouldn't you mean like how come you don't hope it's it started, but it started to become more that it was like the place to be seen. To say you went and, yeah. and the fundraising started to fade. Wow. See, that's the fucking thing that I got with Alice Mania. It got to the point where people. Uh, they just want to say they were there. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm so far away from doing it to for you. You don't get it. I actually don't even like you. That's how much <laughs> you're doing the wrong thing here. Like pushing people or being inappropriate. I'm like, dude, I got us all here to be friends. Yeah. Like, I, like yeah, get the memo. Well, I was doing it. To raise money for right. a skate park, and you're just, just there to fucking. And it was more people are just people are just there to get selfies. Like, look at oh, right. Perry Farrell. Woo! I'm here. That's the, that's that's what that's what happens. Yeah, like I feel like you get a good thing, and then everyone jumps on it and turns it to shit. Uh yeah, but it was it was just that was the nature of the beast. In th- those those fundraisers are tricky, and and a lot of times they'll do when they have especially when they have big acts if you go to a big hollywood fundraiser where someone like billy crystal was going to perform or back when rob williams was alive and they're going to they're going to wait and do crazy auction items like kind of make you sit through the fundraising before you get to that yeah. and we never ran it like that because i just didn't i didn't like that you were like trying to hold people there yeah forcefully um, so we have silent auctions and whatever. And, and yeah, it, you know, we, it was, it was great. And, and Ron Burkle like has my utmost respect and gratitude for letting us invade his house every time, was tearing up his lawn. It was, it was amazing. crazy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a blast. So we like, and then at some point when we stopped doing it, it was like, we had a good run. We did it for, we did it for over 10 years. Yep. Raised pretty good money consistently, but yep. we have to find a different fundraising model. Right. That's how I feel about Alice Mania. If it wasn't for the pandemic, I'd already be moving on. But I said I was going to do it and I will freaking do it. So I'll do this little one. And then next year I'm going to do a giant one. I'm going to put that comedian to sleep. You're getting snored. Just for a second, I'm going to be real mean. And then when you wake up, I'll go get you a beer and shit. We'll be friends. And then I'm done. I'm pivoting into something else. Whoa. Hollywood speak. People call me. I know some people. 
They suggested. They su- I've you know some, how to use that word. You I've mean? had some pivot suggestions. <laughs> when SiriusXM gave me that really bad call, I had some friends reach out. A lot of people mentioned pivot, pivot, Jason. <laughs> I did Kept a- getting calls for, for, for more pivots. I remember the. I, I had a. It wasn't that I was scolded, but I, I came onto this. I, I was doing a podcast. I can't remember. This was this was months ago, and it was right after our last game came out, the remaster, and I came on. And they were talking about doing a, a competition with the game. And I thought I was, I was judging all the people doing it when I, and I didn't read the, the fine print of the email that was like, no, no, you're competing. And I had to, I was supposed <laughs> That's to have- such a big change. I was supposed to have all this equipment to pipe in my, my PS4 into oh, the thing and do oh, the thing. Wow. And, and then I came on, they're like, well, okay, so you got the, I go, I'm, what? No, I don't know. And they have all these- um, they had some uh, pretty heavy comedians and, and people that were there live with their rigs. Doing, with their rigs, yeah. And uh, I just heard the the I heard the production or the uh, director in my ear like, "All right, we're pivoting. Uh, Tony is not playing, and he's just going to <laughs> Tony's not. He's going to critique the others. That's what we're doing. <laughs> like rehash this whole thing." And I could tell in his voice, it was like super annoying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fucking and I ruined felt bad, everything. Yeah. but it turned out good because I got to, I literally did get to critique and there's, I would have beat everyone except one dude was killing it. All right. And I don't, I'm not afraid to lose right. on the game, but I just, I didn't have my stuff. All right. That's wow. my story. All right. All right. There's plenty more stories uh, next week. Thanks everybody. Make sure you like, and what are you saying? Like, and describe. Yeah, like, and describe. Like, it. and abide. Do that too. But also, not to get too confusing, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, that helps us. That that helps us. Yes. But you can so also describe if we need the to shit go, out If we it. need to go literal, please like and subscribe <laughs> to the Hawk versus Wolf YouTube channel. Thank you very much for doing that. And a five star and a review on iTunes. That helps too, I heard. Okay. That's it though. That's, That's it. all you have to do. Those are all the things. Have Thank good- you. That's all we ask of you. That's it. So we can continue to bring you these stories. It's just one little and, uh, and we'll try not to repeat ourselves. I'm getting old. Sometimes I repeat stories. I, know. I got brain damage, so I'm definitely going to repeat myself. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.